Welcome back to a brand new episode of To The Back Cave, a DC talk show. This is the one and only show where we talk about all things going on within the world of Batman and the DC multiverse. So as the wonderful Adam West would say, quick, quickly Robin, to the Back Cave. Anyway, alright. So yes, we are back and guys, I'll tell you what, it is good to be back. It feels good. You know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, Zeke, where have you been? Where have you been? I needed a break. I needed a vacation. You know, I've I've been recording podcasts nonstop since January of this year. So I think I deserved a little bit of a break. So there you go. Um, But I will say last week was, I'm kind of glad I missed last week, only because it was a very uh, bit of a slow Bit of a slow news news week. There wasn't much. I mean, there was some some stuff here and there, but this week, man. I mean, it's only Monday, and we've already had like what two or three trailers drop already, and we have more trailers coming, and we just heard of a live action Moana movie happening, and the tickets for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three went on sale today. It's only Monday. And it seems like a pretty, pretty freaking crazy week when it comes to movies and entertainment and all that stuff. But we are here to specifically talk about all the stuff going on with DC. And um, today we got ourselves a little trailer. We got ourselves the first trailer for DC Studios' Blue Beetle. Uh, Blue Beetle tells the story of a of a Mexican teenager who finds an alien beetle that gives him super-powered armor. The film is being directed by Angel Manuel Soto and stars... I'm not even going to try to pronounce this kid's name because I am, know I'm going to butcher it. Um, but the uh, Miguel... For, it stars Miguel from Cobra Kai. Um, <laughs> and uh, George Lopez is in it. Susan Sarandon is in it. So... I want. I do want to give my thoughts on the trailer, but before I do that, I think it's time we gotta we gotta watch the trailer together. You know, it's, this is a Zeke said so tradition. We always watch the trailers together, so let's not waste any time and let's watch this. To let's watch this trailer. Here we go. Excuse me, Mister Reyes. You finished scraping the gum off that lounger, or what? Ah. Uh. <laughs> Anything right now feels so out of reach. You always land on your feet, bro. You're hyman. They don't get out much. But do not open it. You went in to get a shot, and all you brought back was a hamburger. Okay, I don't think it's a burger. You haven't looked? <laughs> what the hell is that? Oh boy. I think he likes me. 
I love the look of the suit, man. What can I say? I love this trailer. Is am I more excited for this than I am for like a movie like The Flash or as as I was excited for Shazam? No, but this trailer got me more hyped for sure. Um I can't wait to see this movie. I love the the vibe. I love that it feels like a it feels like it's going to be DC's version of Spider-Man, which is very, very cool. And you guys know how much I love Spider-Man, so A-plus for that. Um, yeah, I just, I love the vibe of this trailer. I think it's great. Um, it's going to be nice to see a, um, you know, because we've seen, you know, Black Panther kind of paved the way for more African-American superhero representation. Um, and then you had movies like Miss Marvel, uh, well, movies like Captain Marvel kind of paved the way for female representation. Um, Shang-Chi did it for the, uh, the, the, the Asian community. And now we're going to see that for the, uh, uh, you know, Latino community, seeing a, uh, a hero and, and having people of that community look at, look on the screen and go, yeah, that person, that person looks like me or that person is me. You know, that's going to be, it's going to be cool to see. And you know, I'm all, I'm all for that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's all great. Um, I think I'll be honest. I have not found George Lopez that funny at all in recent years, but I actually really like his stuff in this trailer. It seems like he's going to kind of be like, he's going to be kind of like the cool uncle, you know, like if, if, um, if Hami doesn't really get along with his parents, then, you know, he's going to turn to his, he's going to turn to like his, his uncle. From what I hear, he's playing, uh, from what I, I researched it on IMDb. It sounds like he's playing um, his uncle. 
Um, so that's going to be pretty cool. It's, it's, it, it, it seems like we're going to get kind of like a Miles Morales and, um, and an Uncle Aaron type of relationship here. And that's, and that's really, and that's really cool to see. So, man, I'm excited for this, man. And look, I love Cobra Kai. It is one of my favorite shows on TV. If season six sticks to landing, I will say it's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. I love Cobra Kai. And uh, this kid who 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 plays Miguel on Cobra Kai and is now uh, playing um, Hami uh, slash Blue Beetle, I think is um, he's he's such a great actor, and I think he's going he is going to turn out to be a big big name in this in this he's going to be a big star, um, and I have a feeling that this movie has the potential of making him a huge star. Um, he's already pretty huge coming off of Cobra Kai, but I think this movie has the potential of making him an even bigger star than he already is. Um, like this, this kid, I feel like has such good charisma. Uh, he, for me personally, he's got like Tom Holland level charisma. He's not as charismatic as like someone like The Rock, but. Obviously, it's pretty hard to be as charismatic as Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but, um, but he's definitely got that Tom Holland kind of charm to him that I really like. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to see this. I cannot wait. Um, I think it. I think the action looks great. I love the design of the suit. The suit is great. I love the look of it. And I gotta say, you know, Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle is one of my favorite, like, smaller-scaled um, DC heroes. Um, he's, he's, he just is. Like, I think, and he's a character that I think could have worked um, in a film. Now, I know this film was originally supposed to go to HBO Max. Now, <laughs> for all I know, we might look at this movie and go, and go, really? You were going to put this on HBO Max? Really, but I gotta say, I'm looking at the like the a lot of the CG effects and all. I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think this was ever. I don't think. I don't think this was ever intended to go to streaming. I mean, unless they made that decision after the script was finished. But I just have a hard time believing that this movie was truly designed for a streaming service. Like, with with Smile, I get... Like, Smile was originally made for the Paramount Plus streaming service. And with that film, I get, because it's a much smaller-scaled film, there really wasn't much money put behind it. And Paramount looked at it and went, hey, this looks cool. I think this could be a fun little movie to put in theaters. And look what happened with Smile. So, um... But I look at this I look at this trailer, I look at Blue Beetle and I I don't once see I don't go, hmm, well I I don't know I don't know how I feel about this. You know, I I think this is I think this should have gone straight to stream. It it just doesn't look like a movie that feels like it was made for a streaming service. I, I Hmm. I mean you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I I, I didn't see Streaming service level quality on this film at all. So, all right. So yeah, Blue Beetle, very excited, and that is the only topic we have on the 
uh, news segment, which means show's over, guys. Have a good one. No, 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 no. I'm kidding. I'm completely kidding. We have a let's dissect DC segments. We have a we have a topic here, um, and that topic is this. We're going to talk about uh, the unfortunate box office failure of Shazam: Fury of the Gods. And there's two questions that's being posed. The uh, with the box office failure of Shazam, how does this affect? The rest of DC's um, 2023 slate, um, and the second question is, well, it's more of it's more of the same question, really. Is that the mainly the the main question that we have going on here is, will films like The Flash, Blue Beetle, and Aquaman two share the same result? Now let's kind of give a little bit of context before we kind of delve into well, before we answer that question let's go ahead and kind of dive into the the overall feeling here okay so Shazam Fury of the Gods comes out and it it's gets it's divided by the critics um critics give it uh, about a 51% on Rotten Tomatoes um that's the critic rating uh audience rating it's pretty high audience rating is an 83% so obviously the people who have seen it, a majority of the people who have seen it, really love it. Okay? <clears throat> so there's that. The film, we all knew that the film was in trouble when it opened up to about $30 million. And that and when that and when that happened, it was like um it's like what Obi-Wan says in, in A New Hope. As if a million voices all cried out at once, what the fuck happened to Shazam? And then silence. Um, that's exactly how it went. That's exactly how it went. At least in my head, that's how it went. Um, so, so far, as of this recording, as of this recording on April 3rd, 2023... Uh, Shazam! Fury of the Gods has made uh, domestically it's made fifty three point four million dollars. Internationally, it's made sixty six point four million dollars, and worldwide, the worldwide total is one hundred and nineteen point eight million dollars. Now, according to Rolling Stone, Shazam! Fury of the Gods has a reported budget. Of a hundred and twenty-five million dollars. Now, I don't think that's including advertising and marketing and all that stuff. I think that's taking away the marketing cost, okay? A hundred and twenty-five million dollars. You add the marketing to it. Let's let's say I don't know, let's say Let's say what let's say let's say 150 million. Okay, that was the let's say 150 million. Shazam Fury of the Gods. Okay? If we did the math here, um let me go ahead and bring up my calculator here because I can't do the math in my head. I'm I'm a dummy. <laughs> So we have a hundred fifty million 
Um, and if you go by the old rule that a film has to make three times its budget, Shazam! Fury of the Gods would have had to at least crack $450 million. Somewhere around that. that and that's just an estimate. Because, again, I don't know if that $125 million is including marketing, okay? So I'm just assuming that that $125 million isn't including marketing, okay? And as of this recording so far, it's made a hundred and if we rounded up a hundred and twenty million dollars worldwide. This movie is not going to make any more money because I think it's reaching towards the end of its run, despite it only being in theaters for basically three weeks. <clears throat> because if we go on Shazam Fear of the Gods. And we look at show times, right? <laughs> Both movie theaters near my house only have one showing for it. The one that I go to all the time, the Regal Edwards Theater, has one show time for 7.40 p.m. And the AMC Theater near my house has one for 8.10 PM. That is not good. That is not good. After only three weeks in theaters, that is that does not look good. And unfortunately, I feel like we should have seen this coming because look, Shazam was facing some pretty heavy. Shazam was always going to face heavy competition. It doesn't matter where you put that film. Shazam Fury of the Gods was going to hit heavy competition. It just was. Because remember, this film was originally supposed to come out the same a week after Avatar 2. Could you imagine how much less money that movie would have made if it went up against Avatar 2? I mean, heck, it had an entire weekend up open to itself, and it only made $30 million. It opened on its own, and it only made $30 million. We just saw Dungeons & Dragons open with about $40 million. And John Wick opened up with 50 which is a franchise record. There is no way. Like, Shazam, in my opinion, like I said, was always going to face competition. You could have moved it to August. Or you could have moved it to July, and it still would have hit some pretty heavy competition. Because I know a lot of people are like, oh, why didn't Warner Bros. just push it back? It doesn't matter where you put Shazam Unless you put it in the middle of fucking September where there's barely anything coming out, you're gonna hit heavy competition. It does not matter where you place that shit. So, I personally have this feeling that Shazam was always kind of going to be um, a disappointment at the box office. Because... 
And 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 here are a couple of reasons why. Number one, the first Shazam barely broke even. And that movie only had a $90 million budget. It was able to crack $300 million, but it was barely able to, to, to make $300 million. Then, and then Black Adam comes out. And Black Adam comes out and does basically poor numbers as well. I personally feel like people saw the trailers for Shazam Fear of the Gods and went and went oh this is connected to that Black Adam movie I don't I don't want to see that again I don't want to see that shit again and that is unfortunately the biggest problem because I here's my thing this movie I'm telling you right now, this movie would have made so much more money if Black Adam was the villain of this film. If Shazam 2 would have had Black Adam as the main villain of the film and you market the film based around Zachary Levi versus versus Dwayne Johnson, uh, Zachary Levi's Shazam versus Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam, you could have done it would have done bonkers business, and then you spin off Black Adam into his own thing. But, because Dwayne The Rock Johnson has an ego that's bigger than my foot, you know, Dwayne Johnson was like, No, I don't want to cross over with Shazam. I don't want anything to do with Shazam. I want Black Adam to be the center of the DC Universe. That's what I want. I want to fight Superman. <laughs> this whole this whole fucking news story that we heard last week. Oh, oh, uh, we were originally going to have the Justice Society in the post credit scene of Shazam. Oh, well, Dwayne Johnson doesn't want that because Dwayne Johnson wants to be the center of the DC Universe. I want to be the center of the DC Universe. And because Warner Brothers doesn't want to piss off the biggest movie star in the world, of course they gave him exactly what they wanted. Of course they gave Dwayne Johnson exactly what he wanted. Because they don't want to piss him off. I've... I am just... I am in the firm belief that Dwayne Johnson is the reason why Shazam! Fury of the Gods is failing. Because if he wasn't... If he didn't have his head so far up his ass, he could have actually seen... Okay, let's not do a Black Adam movie just yet. Let's wait. Let's introduce him in Shazam 2. Have him be a villain. And then maybe in a Black Adam film, have him be an anti-hero. Show him as an anti-hero. And then in the third film, when we have Doctor uh, uh, Doctor Mind and Savannah comes back, then you can, and and then you bring back the Seven Deadly Sins, then that gives him an, a reason to team up with Shazam. That gives Black Adam a reason to be the good guy. 
Because I remember sitting there, I remember sitting there watching Black Adam, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is fun, this is fun and all, but Black Adam really doesn't have a reasoning for being a good guy. I mean, he's just willing to be a good guy just because. You know? It's it's just hilarious to me because it's like, well, you know, you know, Shazam, you know, I'm just like, it just, it bothers me. Like, like there's a scene in Black Adam where, you know, Black Adam, he's committed to being the bad guy. Heroes don't kill people. And then Black Adam walks up to Hawkman and says, well, I do. And he is committed to his um, convictions. I am not going to show mercy. I kneel before no one. And then in the third act, well, we'll, we'll just turn him good at the, in the third act. Look, I like Black Adam. I thought it was a fun movie. But it made decisions because you could just tell it was a decision made by a movie star who has his head shoved so far up his own ass that he didn't even see the potential in making good shit. Anyway, so enough with that rant. Let's go ahead and answer. Now, let's let's go ahead and answer the question. Will the Flash, Blue Beetle, and Aquaman 2 share the same results? Now, let me go ahead and... Uh, uh, now, and my answer to that question is, well, there's three separate answers I have. For The Flash, yes. I personally felt like The Flash was already not going to be a box office success just based around the um, the controversy surrounding Ezra Miller. There is so much controversy surrounding Ezra Miller that unfortunately I felt like his issue, uh, sorry, their issues, their issues, I have to remember to add the, I have to remember to, to they, they go by, they, sorry, uh, my apologies. Um, <clears throat> because of their problems, because of Ezra Miller's problems, um, I personally felt like that was going to already have an impact on how this movie was going to do. Now, I may be dead wrong. For all I know, maybe the the average moviegoer has no idea that Ezra Miller got himself into some trouble. Got themselves into some trouble. Gosh, I keep doing that. Gosh, I need to stop doing that. I, I really got to stop doing that. Gosh, they, they, you know, no one. The the average moviegoer audience probably doesn't even know that Ezra Miller got themselves into the trouble that they're that they're in. You know. So for all I know, maybe the Flash could end up making, um, making all this money. I have no idea. My personal opinion is that I personally think the movie is going to end up suffering because. Of that reason. So it's a yes for me on Flash. Well, let's move on to Blue Beetle. 
Will Blue Beetle share the same result as Shazam, Fear of the Gods? And you guys know I'm excited for this movie. I just did a whole 10 minute spew on why I am excited for uh, Blue Beetle. And that trailer is great. But the movie's gonna but the movie is gonna share the same result. Because Blue Beetle is a character that nobody else is familiar with. And unfortunately, because it is attached, because it does have that DC brand attached to it, this unit and, and that's the other thing I forgot to mention. The DC cinematic universe as a whole already has a really bad stench attached to it. You know? Because of movies like Batman vs. Superman, The Suicide Squad, um, Justice Le- uh, the theatrical kind of Justice League, you've had a string of movies that have either been divisive or just not lo- not beloved by audiences. And so I think the audience kind of gave up after... Uh, Justice League. Now, Aquaman is a different story. Now, Aquaman did make a billion dollars, and that's the exception. But you know, you had movies like one. You had movies like Suicide, The Suicide Squad, The Suicide Squad, which was a sequel to Suicide Squad, which wasn't a seven hundred million dollar film. That movie flopped. Black Adam flopped. Shazam: Fear of the Gods flopped. And I personally feel like Blue Beetle is unfortunately going to share that same fate. Now, it will all depend on marketing. If they market this film great, and if they get people excited for it, if they get the average moviegoer excited for Blue Beetle, then I am sure that that Blue Beetle could, could do it. But I just have a really hard time thinking that Blue Beetle is even going to do that. Now comes Aquaman 2. Or Aquaman the Lost Kingdom. Will Aquaman the Lost Kingdom share the same results as Shazam Fury of the Gods? And my answer to that question will be answered next week. No, I'm kidding. I'm jo- I'm kidding. Calm down. I can already hear the I can already hear the people. Ooh, no, don't do it. Don't do it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'll answer the question. Um, will Aquaman 2 share the same result as Shazam Fear of the Gods? No. I don't think so. Because you gotta look at the performance of the last film. Aquaman. Now, I'll be honest. I did not like Aquaman. In fact, I still don't like that movie. I think that that movie's hot garbage. It's pretty. It's a beautiful looking movie. But it is hot, steaming garbage. I hate Aquaman. Let's just let's let's take a look at what what the first Aquaman movie made at the box office. Okay. Um, first of all, let me let me go ahead and look at the the Rotten Tomatoes score. 
So a critic rating, it was certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes with a 65%. Okay. The audience rating was a 72. Okay. Now, let's look at what it made at the box office. So let's go ahead and bring back Aquaman back up. Here we go. Okay. Bringing up the box office here. So, Aquaman uh, domestically made $335 million. Internationally made $813.4 million. Worldwide, Aquaman the Aquaman made $1.1 billion. The first film to do it. Now, that film had... Let's see. Um, go ahead and bring up... Uh, no... Why uh, why did I do that? Dang it. Okay. Sorry guys, I'm I'm trying here. I'm trying. I'm sorry. Um okay, here we go. <laughs> um so James Wan James Wan directed it with a screenplay by uh, David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick. Um, and uh, Will Beal and Jeff Johns. At least I believe Jeff Johns helped write it. Uh, yes. Yes. Jeff Johns uh, helped write it with a story credit to Jeff Johns, James Wan, and Will Beale. Um, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the same creative team is back for Aquaman 2. Uh, David Leslie Johnson McGo. Okay, writer for the first film. More Weisinger. Paul Norris. Okay, yeah. So, so it is. So, <coughs> and you have James Wan come back to direct it. So yeah, same creative team is back for Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom. I have a feeling that not only a majority of the audience is gonna really love it, but I think people are gonna come back out and see it. And plus, I don't really think it has that much competition going up against it. Aquaman The Lost Kingdom is supposed to come out, what, December 25th? Okay, let's look at the... Uh, December... 2023 movie releases. I mean... <laughs> the week I mean the week before um 
the week before uh Aquaman you have uh uh Ghostbusters and then literally two weeks before that you have Wonka but none of those films I feel like are going to be major like billion dollar competition against and plus I I'll be honest because Ghostbusters just started shooting I don't really think they're going to be ready to release it in 2023 in 2023. Now I might be wrong. I think they might have already pushed back the release date, but as far as I know, I don't really think they that that they can get it done by December. But um because there's not that much competition, I really do think Aquaman is probably going to be the only film that ends up becoming a major box office success. Will it make as much as the first one did? No. There's definitely going to be a drop in box office. Um, but I think the movie easily has a shot of making $800 million. I think easily... Aquaman the Lost Kingdom could make $800 million. So, um, and guys, with that, that will do it for this week's episode of To the Batcave. Um, this episode was supposed to go up at 7 o'clock, and it's 7.01, so we finished recording at 7.01. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I love being late to my, to, to, I love being late. I love being behind schedule. Yes. Um, no, I actually don't. That's pure sarcasm. Anyway, guys. That will do it for this week's episode of To The Batcave. Uh, there's going to be a brand new episode of the Web Swingers Podcast, brand new episode of Throwback Thursday, brand new episode of the Zeke Central Show all this week. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like this po- episode, please make sure you please make sure you share it and subscribe. I think I should subscribe to the podcast because Zeke the Geek said so. And I will talk to you guys later. Peace out.